0: Just let us find
1: This message this morning has been developing for quite some time. I'm going to select the topic this morning as freedom. Simply, freedom. A definition of freedom would include some of the following thoughts it's the quality or state of being free, such as the absence of necessity, coercion, or constraint in choice or action. It's liberation from slavery or restraint or from the power of another. This would be among the definition, or within the definition, of freedom. I'm opening my Bible to Galatians this morning, the letter written by the Apostle Paul to the churches in the province of Galatia. At chapter 5 and verse 1, Christ has set us free. It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. The person and work of Jesus Christ is the greatest subject in all of human history. He and his great deliverance should be on the minds of every person every day. He has made us free. Simply stated, everything that is good elevates freedom, and everything that is not good reduces freedom. God is love, and love requires freedom to choose. But right choices require the full light of truth. We need to know what the truth is before we can properly exercise our God-given power of choice. The scheme of the adversary from the beginning has been to blur and confuse God's truth to us. A partial truth is a mixture of truth and error designed to confuse. A confused person then uses their power of choice unwisely, as did Eve in the garden. And this gives the adversary a right of access that he otherwise could not obtain. When falsehood is chosen, an agreement is made with Satan that permits an unholy fellowship in the heart and mind that is a corruption of the temple of God, which we are intended to be. The person and work of Jesus, the Messiah, provides a cleansing of our inner sanctuary. It provides eviction of all satanic influence there and it provides restoration of true fellowship with God. This is undoing the work that the devil has done and restores the identity to us that we were always intended to be. Fellowship with the Father and the Son also returns to us the source of truth, truth that is not mixed with error. Now that we know the truth and are set free by it, our freedom of choice is honoring to God and... To man. Again, Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1. It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. The context of this chapter and verse requires rereading of the entire letter, and I would suggest that as you have opportunity to open your Bible to the book of Galatians, this letter written by Paul and read all of the entire letter. In chapter 5 and verse 1, the slavery here referenced is a slavery to the Mosaic law. And the idea that human effort to keep all the law would justify that person before God. Paul is clear. This is not the gospel he preached to them. Those preaching this were preaching a false gospel, one that had no power to save them. This false gospel returned them to a yoke of bondage. They would be again slaves to unrighteousness and not free as Christ had set them free. They would possess a form of godliness without any power to live it. They would approve of God's law, but not be able to live it out in their lives day to day. Their consciences would be constantly convicting them of hypocrisy. Their lives would not be approved of by God or by others around them. They would, by their conduct, continually contradict the words that they would speak. Unbelievers would not be convinced by any message they would speak. And so we find Paul is deeply concerned in this letter. And the concern is that they are so quickly deserting him who called you by the grace of Christ for a different gospel which is really not another, only there are some who are disturbing you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. In chapters 1 and 2, Paul reminds them of how he came to proclaim the true gospel of Christ. He returns to his conversion and commission in stressing that the true gospel was revealed to him by Jesus and not by any human source, not even from the other apostles of Christ. On one occasion, it was necessary for Paul to correct Peter when Peter was being unduly influenced by the Judaizers. And the Judaizers were a group of Jews who had become believers in Jesus, but they had a mixture of grace, that is grace through Christ, and mixed with works through the keeping of the law, and said that a person could not be justified by grace alone but also by the works of the law. This was contrary to the gospel of Christ. Also in Galatians chapter 2, the second chapter in verse 16, the apostle writes as follows, Nevertheless, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but through faith in Christ Jesus, even we have believed in Christ Jesus, that we may be justified by faith in Christ, and not by the works of the law since by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Continuing the second chapter in Galatians, verse 21, the apostle writes, I do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died needlessly. In the third chapter in verse 2, This is the only thing I want to find out from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by hearing with faith? And then moving on to verse 5 of the third chapter. Does he then who provides you with the Spirit and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing with faith? So remember this phrase as we move through this morning, by the hearing with faith. The phrase, the hearing with faith. We want to remember that phrase. Always keep that in the front of your mind as you consider the true gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is a kind of hearing that results in the provision of the death and resurrection of Christ to manifest in the hearer. Christ became the sin-bearer for mankind. He took our sins upon himself and carried them beyond death so that they could Never be remembered against us. In shedding his blood, he covered and removed all our sin debt before a holy God. Now, this is the emphasis of the Apostle Paul. There is a hearing of faith that appropriates all this provision. This means that we then actually receive the benefits of Christ's substitutionary death and stand pure and clean in the presence of our Father God. He is our father and we are his child. Jesus is our elder brother, made so by adoption into God's family. The unique hearing of faith not only restores our fellowship with God, but it changes our relationship with all those who have also heard with faith. This hearing of faith brings us into one great assembly of believers in which race, gender, social standing, and all natural distinctions are made insignificant. We are all one in Christ. But this is not accomplished by attempting to keep the Mosaic Law. It is only accomplished by the hearing with faith. When Paul first preached to the Galatians, and I take this statement now from Woost Word Studies, based on Galatians chapter 4, verses 13 and 14. And in Woos' word studies, he sa- makes the following statement. There was something in the physical appearance of the apostle that tempted the Galatians to reject him and his message. There was something in his physical appearance. We don't know what it was exactly. There are many thoughts on it. I have my own thoughts, but I'll not go into those thoughts as they are irrelevant to the main message of the morning. It's sufficient for us to understand that there was something in the physical appearance of the apostle that tempted the Galatians to reject him and his message. But there was something else that was stronger than that temptation. And this is what it was. His preaching was attended with the presence and anointing of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter whom Jesus promised to send from the Father. In this provision, Jesus himself could be with all believers, until the end of the age. This apostolic anointing was intended to proclaim a message that could reach the ears of the human spirit and be believed and accepted there, in that human spirit. This is not simply hearing with physical ears and processing with the natural mind. This is a spirit-sent message that the human spirit is able to hear and process. When the human spirit believes, accepts, embraces wholeheartedly this message. This is the hearing with faith that Paul writes about. This hearing with faith is the provided way to actually experience the miraculous transformation of a new birth, a new spirit, and to receive the person of the Holy Spirit who will work in us to will and to do God's pleasure. The bodily resurrection of Christ provided a new life for believers during this life, and the guarantee of our bodily resurrection at the return of Messiah Jesus at the close of this age. The provision of resurrection life now in this, in, in this present lifetime, the provision of resurrection life that results naturally in keeping, in keeping God's law is received by the hearing with faith. Hearing with faith is to be practiced daily in our walk with Jesus. This is the reason we must guard our spirit, and we must guard it continually and take care what and how we hear. The apostasy of the church at the end results from failure to guard our hearts and failure to keep a watch over what we give heed to. Now, as the Galatians would read this letter, Lystra would come to mind. Lystra is a city within the province of Galatia. When Paul first visited them, a time when there was something in the physical appearance of the apostle that tempted the Galatians to reject him and his message, that meeting is recorded by Luke in Acts chapter 14. I'll read this to you. This is Acts chapter 14, verses 8 through 10. And at Lystra there was sitting a certain man without strength in his feet, lame from his mother's womb, who had never walked. This man was listening to Paul as he spoke who, when he had fixed his gaze upon him and had seen that he had faith to be made well, said with a loud voice, Stand upright on your feet. And he leaped up and began to walk. And this happened in Lystra when the apostle first visited Galatia. Now there it is, as recorded by Luke. There it is, as clear a picture of hearing with faith and the resulting manifestation of Christ's provision as we will ever see. This is the key for our lives. It is not struggling to be good and to please God by our own efforts. It is not repenting over and over again. It is not seeking the counsel of others or doing some kind of penance. No, never. The key is listening with faith to God's anointed word, not with our physical ears only, but with the hearing of our spirit. Not only hearing there, but agreeing and believing there, that is in the spirit. Hearing with the spirit and believing and agreeing in the spirit. Then the Holy Spirit will apply the merits of Christ's provision to us so that we may do that which was impossible for us to do before. We need to keep in mind as we consider this great gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ that this gospel was taken into a pagan world. These people had no concept, many of them even of Judaism. Some of them had no concept of the law that was given through Moses. But as they became believers in the Lord Jesus Christ and were justified by faith, they began, these very former, these former pagans, they began naturally now to satisfy and fulfill the law of God although they had never been taught the law of God as the Jews were. But due to their hearing with faith, the law of God now became natural for for them to, to manifest in their lives. This is the result of hearing with faith. It may be that the preaching and teaching that we are listening to is not sufficiently anointed to be heard in our spirit. This is all too common and a tragic result of apostasy around us. But the written word has the power of the anointing with it. Enter your closet and open the scriptures before you. And As you read, the Holy Spirit will apply the word to your spirit, and the opportunity to hear with faith will be given to you. Do this and you will live. Paul reminds the Galatians of Abraham. Abraham is the Old Testament example of hearing with faith. Abraham lived more than 400 years before the law was given to Moses. And so in this letter to the Galatians, chapter 3 and verse 6, Paul writes as follows, Even so Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. God manifested himself to Abraham and gave him a promise. And that promise included something impossible for Abraham to do, In his own strength. When God gave that promise to Abraham, Abraham heard it with the ears of his spirit. And in his spirit, Abraham believed God. This is an original example of hearing with faith that predates the giving of the Mosaic Law and shows God's pleasure and reckoning of righteousness to Abraham. Was Abraham declared righteous by obeying the law? No, the law had not yet been given. His right standing with God was predicated on hearing with faith. Now, Watch the result in Abraham's life and in his family. Sarah was able to bring forth an heir to Abraham, even in their old age. And this was impossible to Abraham, but not impossible with God. Not only was it possible with God, but a natural result and a natural consequence of hearing with faith. Remember, without faith it is impossible to please God. But this kind of faith that pleases God can only arise as God's word is heard in the human spirit and believed there. If you have heard God's promise in your spirit and believed it there, you can consider Abraham a member of your spiritual family. He is your ancestor in hearing with faith. It was for freedom that Christ set us free. We have been set free, and we are intended only to serve righteousness, never to serve unrighteousness. There was an old instruction we always gave to our children before venturing across a roadway. Stop, look, and listen. We wanted them to be safe, and we knew that carelessness would be their enemy. Most of us are no longer children. But we would do well spiritually to stop, look, and listen. We have been given freedom to do these very things. Stop. Stop what you are doing and give all your attention to a single command. Stop listening to all the sound around you. Stop trying to please God by your own efforts. Stop talking all the time. Look. Look to Jesus, look to Calvary, look to the empty tomb, look to the scriptures. Open the Bible and read on all of these. Read concerning the crucifixion of Jesus, his resurrection and the empty tomb. Look to the scriptures. And the third is listen. Listen for the word that will break the silence within your spirit. This word is uncommon but you will recognize it when you hear it. This word will be the speaking word of the God who has known you before you began to form in your mother's womb. As you listen with your spirit, confidence in what you are hearing will be given. This is faith that comes by hearing the word of God. This is a gift of faith, but but you must use your free choice to embrace it and to agree with it. Listen like this and cultivate this manner of listening. Live this way in this world and you will see that your supreme devotion will be to God. You will begin to love your neighbor as yourself. And you will then naturally keep the law of God as he writes it on your spirit. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ that Paul proclaimed to the Galatians and in every place he went. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ for us to hear with faith today, this morning, November the 28th, 2021. I close with Paul's concluding words to the Galatians. Chapter 6 and verse 18, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Come Thou Long-Expected Jesus is the opening song this morning. It's by Fernando Ortega from his album Christmas Songs. Closing song, Till We Meet Again by Londonderry Choir. The album is Amazing Grace.